Welcome to the Paradigm Shift Podcast, where we are unraveling the roots of abortion through real-life stories and expert conversations. Hello, everyone. My name is Karen Barbito, and I'm the Director of Programming for Support After Abortion. We are, and the host of this show, we are so glad to have you join us this week. We've been doing this now for a couple of months and brought some really great guests on to share how they're working to, to um, heal the wounded from the impact of abortion around the world. Um, this week, we're going to be talking about the Support After Abortion Healing Network Virtual Conference 2020. I am so excited to introduce our guests today, two people very instrumental in making this happening and really instrumental in having birth support after abortion. So let me welcome first to our show, Janine Marone. She is the president of the board of Support After Abortion, and she's going to share with you in a moment how she was involved with getting Support After Abortion started. And next to her, we have Lisa. So Roe, my fearless leader, the CEO of Support After Abortion, and my dear friend. Welcome, ladies. I'm so glad you're here. Happy to be here. We it's are so fun. thrilled. Not watching. Yeah, yeah this is really on. great. This is fun. Uh, right? Um, so I, just for those watching, I just want to um, share what the purpose of this conference is, and then we're going to just dive right into who should present and who should speak and all of that kind of logistical stuff. So the purpose of this conference, living in a virtual world, is to connect with as many people as we can. And we know virtually we can do that so much easier than we can in person. And so this conference is, the purpose of it is to build a network of like-minded organizations to promote and provide abortion healing worldwide. So Janine, I'm gonna to come to you first and have you share a little bit about the history of how support after abortion even came into existence. Well, since you're, uh, since you're part of it, um, it actually came as a really kind of an observation, um, I guess by me, I, I also run an organization called Lincoln's for Life and we, we meet with quite a few pregnancy centers and people that have been impacted by abortion. And as we know, there's more than one victim from an abortion. I also, over the years, was able to witness the, the kind of the plethora of programs that are, that are, that are out there for, for healing. And I kind of likened it to um, a, a number of doctors, you know, a, a podiatrist, a dentist, an internist, a gastrologist, and, and said, you know, um, each of these programs is, is much like a different doctor. Um, so I thought, wouldn't it be great if we had some kind of central intake you know, so we knew the inventory of our programs and had a central intake so that we could recommend the best program for whatever, whatever the client's needs were and their temperament. And as you know, I kind of threw that concept out to the pregnancy centers and said I'd be willing to help underwrite that position and with a focus on Southwest Florida. And you came into the picture. That's right. That's how I got hired. Woo -woo. So I'm so <laughs> thankful for that. And if I remember correctly, um, you know, that was in January of 2017. And it was shortly thereafter that my boss at the time caught wind of a really telling um, fact or a really telling statistic that really propelled us into action. And Lisa, could you talk about that and then take us forward and how we develop our mission and, and, and how the idea of this conference all came about. Sure thing. And so that statistic that you're talking about is what you've shared almost every week on the show is that 
we know that half of the women that are going inside of our abortion clinics have already had an abortion. And so the idea there and, and Janine coupled the, the two coupled together, the idea that we know that it's more than the baby that's hurting from the abortion. It's the woman, it's the man, it's the grandparent. But then knowing too, that somebody who's walking more than 50% of the people walking in the abortion clinic have already experienced abortion. So what if we could get in front of that second abortion experience and provide healing for that woman, for that man, for that grandparent, the friend that drove them to the clinic? I mean, we could totally eradicate half of the abortions that are happening. It's our belief that, and Sharon, you've shared and all of the guests that you've had on the show, when healing invades us, right? I mean, it totally changes us and it, and it gives us a whole new perspective and we stop making those damaging choices over and over and over again. And so that's what support after abortion, that's what happened. Like Janine said, creating that point of in, uh, contact and intake, but then also seeing a need to say, we gotta do this better. We gotta get in front of those folks who have already experienced abortion. You know, we were in a meeting uh, about some research that Janine's commissioned recently, and it's amazing. Nobody, I mean, virtually nobody knows where to go for real healing after abortion. And so that's what we're here for. We want to help people understand that there is healing after abortion. We want those stories to get in front and we want them to know that there's hope and healing. I mean, isn't that exactly what you, you feel like your purpose is, Karen, yes. right? Yes, mm -hmm. very much so. And and so we know that Janine um, is working on new research that we don't have all of the um, statistics worked out for, but there has been research done in the past. And this was really an eye opener for us when we developed our options-based model based on what people say, were saying that they really wanted um, in their healing journey. So Janine, could you talk about that a little bit? You know, what we learned sure. in your first yeah. research project. You're right. Yeah, we did it. We did research last year of a thousand women nation, nationwide, and we cast a kind of a wide web. The web being we calling it reproductive loss. So we brought in those that had miscarriages as well. And then today we heard of an additional study that we did to try and glean more that had been impacted by abortion. So overall, in the last two years, we've talked to 2,500 women nationwide asking them about their experiences. I'm going to reference most of this about the first research because the some of the top of mind things from the second one aren't there. We'll combine them. Um, but the whole idea was to, to have the smallest margin of error and be representative of the of what's going on. What we've learned, and Lisa mentioned it, is that even in the study today, over 80% of women, and this was a women's survey only, don't know where to go in a respect to getting healing. And some even, some very few knew, let's just put it that way. Um, and so that's the big thing. The other piece is that most of our programs are leading with a gospel message and hey, we're all about that, but that's not necessarily where our clients are going to come from um, for reasons, many reasons. And I think we can all guess to guilt or shame or, or judgment um, are not necessarily as likely to be going to church. So these are all things that are go, go with our options-based approach. So not necessarily leading with the faith-based message, but as, as I've heard many times, we'll, we'll get them, we'll invite them into, we go into their door and we take them out of our own. Um, but the research is really validating much of what we do at Support After Abortion. I don't know if we were just lucky or if the Holy Spirit was, was, was truly guiding us, but um, the, the need for anonymity is very, very uh, vocal. The need uh, for um, uh, 
probably a warm transfer into a program, a person before a program. All of these things are, are, are coming out of the research. And then, and Karen, by your own uh, three years worth of, of, of talking, to, talking to clients. Yeah. Yeah. We have learned a whole lot. And so Lisa, I'm going to come back to you because, you know, we started in June of 2017 when we went to our very first conference, the pro-life women's conference. And so much has changed from then to now in just three short years. I mean, it blows my mind that we've come so far in three short years. So can you just tell, tell the people that are listening the evolution of our program and just why this conference is so important? Of course. And Karen, you're a big part of that. I hope you feel honored today. And, and those watching, Karen is a phenomenal leader and she's an amazing, uh, yes, Janine, thumbs up. Like the way that she works with men and women and the way that you are able to share your story, it's just amazing. It, and I hope that what we're able to do through support after abortion is reproduce you a million times over because if more people were like you, Karen, what would happen if more people had freedom from their abortion experience and freedom from the other things that cause them hurt and pain, what would happen? I mean, we would just be living in a different world, right? Um, and so in 2017, we served 12 people, you served 12 people under the Pregnancy Center. And in 2018, we served a little over 50 people. And then last year, through a partnership with Unplanned, through a more uh, national reach, we served almost a thousand men and women that were struggling after abortion. And through that, our board at the Pregnancy Center said, whoa, you guys are outgrowing us. You, you are helping more people than we're helping inside the Pregnancy Center locally, which is normal because we were reaching out at that time. What it was it, 46? states, Karen, and like 15 countries, right? And their prudence and wisdom, and they just felt like we were ready to grow into our own ministry. And in April, during COVID, we launched into our own separate entity. Janine, like you said earlier, is the board president. We have a really awesome board, that um, that ecumenical board, a diverse board. Uh, many have experienced a board and so there's a lot of leadership there, ranging from California to Florida to Kentucky. We just have a lot of people on our board that are really helping to bring our message worldwide. And, uh, and so this year, you as a director of programming are positioned to help almost 2,000 people. We're positioned to connect with, I don't know, thousands of people that are seeking to provide better restoration programs. We're offering our virtual healing groups. You have eight groups coming up. I'm running two of the groups right now. The women that are coming and flocking to these groups are hungry for healing. I, I, the stories we're hearing are um, amazing. You're seeing a trend that women are now coming sooner to get services, could get help after their abortion than waiting long 30 decades later, right? Um, not 30 decades, but 30 years later, decades later, right? Um, so yeah, we are just thrilled to see what's happening, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's so true. Um, and thank you for the mm -hmm. kind words, ladies. It was an awesome privilege to be um, on the, you know, on the ground floor of the development of it all. It's been amazing to see, um, to work with so many people. And, and, you know, the thing is, is that I've worked with a lot of people and I've never seen the process fail. It's never right. failed, you know, so there's, there's, evidence to support the fact that healing does really work and that you can still be sad, but be set free from being bound mm -hmm. from that shame and regret and anger and unforgiveness. So um, 
thank you for um, promoting that. And yeah, so that's what this is all about. Now, Janine, you know, I don't know how many weeks ago it was. It was a few weeks ago and you called us all to your house and had this whiteboard with this download from God on this virtual conference thing. So could you share with us a little bit about what that was like for you and how this idea came to you? Because this is your baby again. Well, <laughs> You know, it's like working all over again. I retired 14 years ago and I was in strategic marketing. And I was in international expansion, telemarketing, customer service, kind of the whole nine yards. And um, I worked in it for a really good company. And I, I feel like it was, I never thought that I would take credit card experience and put it into this arena, but it's happening. Um, and as, 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 as luck has it, you put me in front of anything for too long, I'm going to come with some big ideas. So I was, you know, in the house like everybody else. I, I saw a, um, it was a it was a uh, who's who of Catholics in this virtual men and women's conference. There were sixty different presenters, um, and like I said, the who's who of Catholic presenters. And I was I was really interested by it, and I, I know I it was spray. Um, I wa watched a few of the of the of the of the sessions, but what I saw before I even did that is I saw support after abortion having all of the people that are in the healing after abortion industry. And there is an industry. It's the fragmented. And it just occurred to me, this that's what we have to do. A couple of weeks later, that same group that put together the Catholic um, uh, Men and Women's Conference also put together a Catholic conference on chastity. Now, it's kind of a, a narrower scope, but nonetheless, it was, I didn't sign up for that. But uh, a few days after that, I was talking one of our local pregnancy Why not, Janine? <laughs> you know, only find out. I know. It's not, you know, it's not. Okay. Um, so, right, you have to pause on that. Really. Pause. I've lost control. I've completely um, lost control. <laughs> not, not, just couldn't let that go. Couldn't leave it alone. So, um, now I completely lost my train of thought. This is supposed to be 20 minutes and I just ruined them. It's your fault. So um, I was, no, I was talking know, to one of our directors. We know that, Janine, that you have a real burden. Oh. Pardon? I'm sorry to interrupt you, but just to bring you back to center, we know that you have a real burden for having clergy talk about the devastation of abortion from the platform, right? And I think that was really kind of where your mind's started and the whole virtual conference process is let's get together some clergy and find out how we can encourage them to create a safe place for people to come forward. Right. And then it just kind of mushrooms from there. So continue. Let me just finish that one piece on that is that it is, as, as luck has it, the, the, uh, the person that put together these conferences was the son of someone that's local here and he was going to be in town. Lisa and I met with them and said, can you consult with us to do the same thing using this concept? He agreed. And for the last four, works, four weeks, we've been working on the platform. And I think Nathan's going to mention a few things about that. Um, but as, as it relates to clergy, thank you for, for bringing that up. Because one of the things that, that was very glaring in both researches of 2,500 people, of which I can't remember, several hundred have had abortions, several hundred or even more have had miscarriages, one of the things that was glaring in the research was when asked where to go to get help, not only did 80% say they didn't know, but less than 2% said the clergy. They said their church. So that was a absolute um, 
call to action to have in this net in the in the, uh, the virtual conference. We're actually going to have clergy, hopefully talking to clergy, as well as have clergy, both Protestant and Catholic, be a target audience for this conference. Um, mm-hmm. And um, that we think that's that, that's a step in the right direction to advance the language and dialogue that our clergy need to have in in addressing man, a man or woman or or their relatives that have been impacted by abortion. Yes, yes. So we're going to talk about who else should present and participate. Um, you know, attend the conference in just a moment. But I do want to bring Nathan Masirian on. He is the founder and president of. Um, Autumn Consulting, and he's the man behind the scenes for our Facebook Live. And so, Nathan, could you tell us about, you know, what this conference is requiring, a broader bandwidth and all of that kind of stuff that I know nothing about? Well, I'm excited to be a part of this organization, and we are using the latest internet technology that has been proven at several of the conferences that Janine has just mentioned, where literally thousands of people can come together for this common purpose. You can pick and choose the special videos you want to watch, download the resources. Um, all that's going to be available for free during the conference. And then we're offering something special. Not only can you donate to help further this kind of organization, but there's a chance to get a premium pass if I could just make a small commercial and be able to watch this after the event as often as you need to download unlimited resources from all the speakers that are being brought together from across the country. We're really excited about this. You know, before I forget, Karen and and Nathan, one of the things that is really important that really that really got our attention was that first Catholic conference. And granted, it was at the beginning of COVID, but but it was, you know, it it was Catholic conference, 25 percent of the population. And they were able to attract over 60,000 people to that conference for part and parcel. The chastity one, by the way, and I know I said it was narrow, but 30,000 people attended that. So that gives us great hope and promise to extend our message um, virtually. Yeah. And so let me remind those that are watching that this conference will be from July 30th through August 1st. um, And more information can be found at a URL I think that we have where um, people can submit application to present and there is a registration form for those that want to attend. Um, Nathan has put that up for us. Thank you so much, Nathan, for popping in. We really appreciate you. Um, So let's move on to who should present and who should attend, right? So Janine, you're the one that kind of laid out the streams of um, the the lanes like any other conference would have like tracks. Mm -hmm. Um, And so let's talk about who should present and how do they go about doing that? So on the whiteboard, I had an x-axis and a y-axis, and I had down the one side who presents and who do they present to, and that's how we came up with all the you know little boxes. But essentially, who well who we think we we think we should be uh, target audiences are absolutely pregnancy help centers, especially ones that don't have any type of of healing. Those that have healing to hear more of our um, options approach. We definitely think clergy, uh, lay people in the church. Uh, leaders of any kind who um, want to uh, who want to help or per- perhaps even become a counselor of some kind or another. We think it should be therapists, healthcare professionals. Again, I'm, I'm underscoring the word leadership, but we also think people that may or may not have been healed by their abortion, those that have been healed, perhaps to learn how to take that experience and and heal others. Those that have it to listen to listen to many of the presentations. 
On the, on the presenting side, we're gonna have, um, again, we'll have therapists, we'll have clergy, we will have ourselves. Um, we're even gonna have research professionals. So the research professional that conducted what we, um, what we learned this year and then uh, as, 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 as late as today, we'll be talking about, we'll be a couple of presentations on that to drill down a little bit more on what this research means for leadership and why we have to change our approach in this industry to meet clients where they are and how to do that and where to get the resources to do that. So that's, kind of, that's, that's I think that's a, the, the general um, uh, construct of that. Lisa, did, did I miss anything? No, you touched on everybody. Mm -hmm. Well, so Janine, I know that there's some presenters that you and Lisa have already reached out to. Can Do you know, I mean, can you tell us how many we need, how many we have, maybe name drop if there's somebody like. I mean, I could name drop. We have some, we have some pretty neat names, um, but they haven't signed their speakers agreements yet. So I don't want to okay. name drop, but we're going to, we're going to have some names um, and we're going to have people who have experienced abortion. Uh, yeah. Young, old, uh, African-American, Caucasian, male, female, um, we will have, we will have clergy, uh, our, I can't, I'll name drop one, one, because he's on our board, Father Sean Monaghan, whose passion is healing, he will be, and he's such a leader for us, spiritual leader as well as educational leader. Uh, I talked to someone this morning who I find dearly, and she has had a prison ministry tending to men, so mm -hmm. it's men in abortion from another perspective. Um, we will have, um, who else did I miss here? Oh, curriculum owners. Uh, we, there are 49 members of the abortion recovery coalition. I don't know that they're all going to present, but, but you will hear from the, the owners, the leaders of some of these, these wonderful um, programs that have been around for quite a long time. So I called it this morning, a Chinese menu of presentations where something will appeal to everybody. You got an egg roll awesome. to the vegetarian club. So that's awesome. It's like there's many, many options for you. So you don't want to miss out on this virtual conference. There's going to be something in the content that's going to really strike a chord with you. So Lisa, could you talk a little bit more about who should attend this conference? Um, Janine touched on it, but could you expand on that? Because the populations that will benefit from it are really expand, expansive. Sure. And I'm just looking at who's viewing our show right now. And like I see Deacon Frommiller and Marie, who we just met, Karen. There's so many people that we are personally connected to that I want to attend this conference, not only because they are connected to us, but because there's so much more to learn. There's so many places that we personally journey through that we can have influence. You know, I always try to help people understand that when you walk in any room, consider your yourself part of 25%, one in four of the people that you are with, if you are with a group of women and men, because we know abortion affects men too, that there are one in four people around you that will have experienced abortion. And we know that so many of them are not talking about it because they don't know where to go. They don't feel safe. And so what if you just knew exactly what to 
say or started a conversation or led a group at your church or um, who knows you're in the park with a girlfriend and she's feeling down and out and there's something more to that story and you are equipped because you have the knowledge and understanding of what abortion can do to people you are able to carry a conversation that you might not otherwise have been able to have and so this conference spreads wide and far i tell everybody this story i worked in the anti-sex trafficking industry for four years and most of the women struggled with abortion and i had no idea i was not trained in grad school i had no clue that that was something that i was supposed to be working with them on and i've learned so much from everybody around us. And I know that I'm not alone. I've spoken to so many clinicians as a result of that experience. And they don't know, they don't know what to say, how to talk about abortion. And so we, t we hear from um, so many people, like Janine said, pastors are ill-equipped. They don't know what to say. Or like the pastor we had lunch with yesterday, Karen, he is equipped to talk about it, but then what? the team around him is not equipped. And so he was asking, what are the three next steps? And we said, do an assessment of your, your congregation, do an assessment of your team. What is it that you need to help make sure that this message is getting out? Because a lot of times it's just about talking about it and opening it up to have a conversation, right? And that's what we're saying. Janine coined that term. This conference is about starting the conversation and being able to continue it with whatever sphere of influence you have. And like Janine said, the Pregnancy Center is such a warm place to do this because we know so many of those clients have already experienced abortion. And if they're willing to stay connected and be in touch with that, that volunteer or, or um, client service person, there is a real chance that she can find healing now, that woman, rather than waiting till she's birthed more children, lacked attachment to her, struggled with depression and suicide, and having no idea that it was connected to that abortion experience, right? So yeah. this conference is for everybody. And we really, I just want you to hear that. It, it, it will equip you in so many ways that you don't even understand because the conversation really is not happening across the world, right? This is the first of its kind. And so um, this is a, you do not want to miss out. This is an amazing opportunity to learn more. Yes. Yes. And right I'd, like to piggyback on, I'd like to piggyback on what Lisa just said in that, you know, share this video with your friends, um, with, with your email contacts, your friends and your family, because you never know who might have had an abortion, be struggling silently with it and can come to this conference and find out how they can get connected to healing. All of, we're doing that for that reason, so that our message gets out to people who would not otherwise come in contact with us. So I'm going to encourage you to share this video, to share our YouTube videos with your friends and family. And so it's we're just about out of time, Janine. I'm going to have you wrap it up. Um, so we now know who should participate. We now know what speakers we'd like to participate with. What are the final words that you would like to leave with those watching about who should present at this conference and who should attend? Just your final words of encouragement. Um, one thing I was going to say is that right now we don't, we won't have the, until the speakers agreements are signed, we won't have them posted. That'll probably go up in about two weeks. Um, and so check back for that. I mean, if, as long as you sign up now, that's great too. Uh, and it is free. Uh, the other thing that I wanted to mention is that what we're, what we're trying to create is support after abortion is while we do client-based services, what we're really after is, to, is, is equipping and strengthening our network so that 
we're, the, 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 the research says that people are hurting after abortion, contrary to what you hear in the, on the, in the public square. They're hurting after abortion and they would go um, for help if they knew where to go. So we really do have to equip our nation and our world with, with the healing resources to do that. And then finally, as it relates to the speakers, we don't know everybody. Yeah, we know a lot of people, but if you if you happen to be listening or you know somebody that's listening that wants to be part of this big stage, imagine if we got like the the virtual Catholic network, we got 60,000 people to, to, to witness this. What if it was 100,000 people? This is not Zoom. This is a big stage. So um, those are my final words for the moment. Uh, we're excited about this, naturally, if you can't tell. Um, and we think it's going to—it's it's a start of a major conversation, which we will continue and learn more from as time goes on. Okay. Thank you, ladies. Thank you so much for being on the show. Um, listen, you can reach out to us through our Facebook page or our website, which is www.supportafterabortion.com. I would be remiss if I didn't mention our virtual groups, healing groups. We have a miscarriage loss, sexual trauma, codependency, after abortion care, and our Unraveled Roots book that was just released in April. You know, so there's something for everyone. Um, it's been, the attendance has been great. A lot of wait lists are going on. And then finally, just join me next week. It happens here every Tuesday at 4 p.m. And next week we have our very own Carolyn Franzen, who has an abortion experience just like I do and has a compelling testimony. You're not going to want to miss her, what her life was mm -hmm. like, what led up to her abortion and the healing that she received and who she is today is just a remarkable woman that can walk into everything that she was purposed to be. You know, for those that are watching that have had an abortion, there is purpose to your pain. God doesn't waste our pain. You are worth it. Invest in yourself. We're here for you. You're not alone. Thank you for joining us today. If you or someone you know has been impacted by abortion, you are not alone. Contact us today at supportafterabortion.com. If you are inspired by today's message, we welcome you to join the conversation by following us on Facebook or Instagram.